Well, basically, in January, Kent, we went in for a normal routine 20-week scan. Thought everything was, you know, fine until um, we knew the difference with the face of the sonographer. She, um, she just knew that there was something wrong. So, basically, we were doing the scan and um, she told us that she'd have to come back to us, that she'd have to get a doctor to have a look at us. So we said, right, OK. Didn't think that was too much into it. So anyway, we went off for a cup of tea and came back then later on, and the doctors and that came into us. So we had another scan then, and basically they seen, they told us that there was no jawline and that the hands and feet weren't developed and things like that. But that was OK because we were saying, you know, that we could walk through this and we can, you know, fix the baby. There's things like that that can be done. and But basically it wasn't that easy at all, as we soon found out. So after a lot of scans, then the professor was called up to us. So we knew then that was definitely wasn't right. So anyway, after those scans, then we were brought into a, a little room, what they call the bad news room. So we were given the options told that basically the baby wouldn't survive outside the room. And if he did... Um, we didn't even know it was a boy at the time. If he did, that uh, he could live for three seconds. He could take just one breath and, you know, not come back from that breath at all. Or, you know, we could live for three minutes. They just didn't know. So basically, they gave us the options of that we had. We could either terminate, we could terminate, or we could continue with the pregnancy. If we continued with the pregnancy, they couldn't even tell us that we'd go through the rest of the months of the pregnancy. So um, we were told basically, you know, to digest this information and come home and think about it, which we did. We came home and had a long think, no sleep, as you can imagine, and um, went in then the next day. So the next day, we myself and my husband made the decision to terminate because the baby had no chance. Um, you know? That must have been an Horrific. awful night to put down to... Yeah. To try and come to terms, first of all, with the fact that the baby that was 20 weeks, that you had 20 weeks to come to, yeah. to expect a healthy baby, that that was it. Um, and yeah. when you went back in the following day, what happened in the hospital? We went back in the following day and we met with the nurse, Jane, lovely nurse. She's the right person supposed for this job because she's so sympathetic and she sees this probably every day or every second day. So she knows, you know, how to kind of deal with you. But it was basically, because I was so far gone, I only had, you know, I was my time was running out basically for to go to England. You know, so I, from that day then, that I only had 10 days left for to make this, from that day to actually booking to go to Liverpool, we had 10, it took us 10 days. But in the scan room anyway, you know, she went through more things with us for to tell us basically that it, she couldn't really tell us you know, she didn't tell us to go and do it, but basically that the baby had no chance, literally no chance at all, and he wouldn't have survived. Now, this but was this was January of last year, was it? This year, 2014. January. So you would have been aware of all the discussion that had gone on about fatal fetal abnormality and and the decision in the X case and, and, and yeah. the court case and all of that. And and you would have listened to that not knowing you were going to find yourself in that position. But, of course. But before, when, and like before this even happened to me, and I presume everybody else, like, I mean, there's probably girls going into the hospitals this morning and being told this. And... You never thought anything of it. You thought that you, you know, you had a healthy pregnancy. I had a healthy forced pregnancy, no problems at all. And I thought this was the same, you know. But um, no, it wasn't. Totally, totally different altogether. 
you know. And and the decision to go for the termination. Yeah. How difficult was that for you and your husband? That's a decision that you're... It's so difficult. Myself and my husband were awake all night and, you know, it's, it's, it's just so difficult. You never thought you would have been faced with something like this. Never. You know, and it's not something that you take lightly because, I mean, I'm totally against abortions, you know, I'm totally against, ter- but not terminations. Obviously, termination for medical reasons is totally different. But on the other ends of things, I've just gone, I'm totally against that. And still, I'm against that, even though we've been through this ourselves. But that decision is one of the hardest decisions that any mother, you know, has to make. And the worst thing, I suppose, for me was making that decision knowing that my little baby was still kicking inside. And that was, that's that's just horrific. Nobody should have to go through that, you know. You mentioned the fact the nurse was very good to you, but outside of that, you know, good people uh, work in bad systems. Yeah. Um, How else did the medical system deal with you here? Because you were left with no choice. You were left with proceed with the termination. Or or proceed with the pregnancy. That's it. Yeah, no choice. The medical, like, I mean... I suppose the nurse's hands are tied. They can't do anything for you. They can only advise you on what to do. And that's basically down to the law. Because it's illegal for them to, you know, steer you. They can steer you in the the direction of who to contact. But then that's it. They can't do anything else for you. You know, so basically you come out of that hospital after being given that information. And then you have to go and start ringing hospitals and trying to book appointments and not even knowing but like as we still had the decision that that doctor in England doesn't just take it take this on lightly like I mean they have to get your medical records and find out whether there is a possibility if they think that your baby's going to survive they don't do the procedure which is you know which is 100% correct it should be that way I mean if my baby had have survived I wouldn't have went for the procedure I mean I could have dealt with the baby's hands and feet and, you know, things like that. I mean, that can all be fixed. But when it's so severe on the other end of the spectrum, you know, you have to, we had to go. Did you you, know? yeah. Yourself and your husband headed off to Liverpool. Yeah. And when you got there, you know, you were going over on a flight, presumably with people who were going away for the weekend oh, or who were yeah. visiting Giving family. Up people. <sighs> Crazy, because, I mean... You're queuing up with people that's there's girls going on hen's weekends and they're all having their fun and whatever, which rightly so they can, you know, but you're sitting there and there's awful things going through your mind. You're getting on that plane. I mean you're in you're actually in autopilot because you don't know what is going on. You get off that plane then and you're rushing to the hospital. I mean, and the even the taxi man trying to make small talk with you when you're telling them they know that you're coming over from Dublin or Ireland to go over to the Liverpool, you know, women's hospital. They know, kind of know what you're going for, but it's just, it's the most horrific journey I've ever had to take in my life. I mean, we were in Liverpool as you go for, to go and see football or something, but that has just totally changed now for us. You know, I don't think we could ever go to Liverpool again and not think why we were there the last time. When did you find out that the baby was a boy? We actually found out when the doctor in Liverpool done the scan. So basically she does the scan in Liverpool and just concludes everything what the reports have said, you know, that they are correct and whatever. And then, But even when we got to Liverpool then, and she was doing the scan, she actually found more things wrong with Christopher Dennis than what we had originally thought. 
So there so, was, I mean, he, was more, he, he would have had no chance at all? No chance whatsoever, no chance. No. You would have had the termination. And yeah. what happens then to somebody, an Irish woman in the Liverpool hospital, um, who's had that termination? Because, and, and, you know, they, they are relatively swift procedures. Um, how, yeah. how long did you stay in the hospital? Oh, I was in the hospital. We got there on the Monday. Uh, we got there on, sorry, we got there on the, what day did we get there? Um, the 24th we got there. I think it was a Monday, a Tuesday, I think it was. And that was a half nine in the morning. So basically I didn't have Christopher Dennis then into the, I had him actually into the Wednesday morning. We got there the Tuesday and I had him into the Wednesday morning on the 22nd. And so basically you're brought in on the, at that morning. Uh, it's not a procedure that like it's just done straight away. You still have to go through the whole labour. I don't know whether people know this, but you still have to have the baby. You know, you still have to go through the labour process and, you know, the whole thing. I think people think that you're just brought in and it's done straight away. It's not at all. It's, so you, 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 actually, you actually delivered Christopher Dennis? Yeah, I delivered Christopher Dennis, yeah. And you couldn't do that in this country? Couldn't do that in this country, no. So my baby was born in Britain rather than being born in Dublin. You know, I had to go to a different country to have my, my much-wanted, I must say, my most much-wanted baby. We planned our baby and everything and, you know, it didn't happen for us that way. But we had to go to England to have our baby. And I, I, and, and I appreciate this is a difficult question, but yeah. did, did you get to see him? Did you get to hold him? Did you? Yeah, we got to hold him, yeah. Yeah, we had Christopher Dennis for 19 and a half hours. So I had him at the, I had him at 2.58 on, into the Wednesday morning. And we had to head back home then. Uh, That's okay. We had it back home then Wednesday. So the same day? Yeah. yeah. And could you bring Christopher Dennis with you? No. No. So we had to leave our baby there as well. Why and was why why was that, um, Rebecca? Was that because they needed to do well, tests basically or basically because we wanted to have a post mortem. Okay. For to delve more deeply into what was actually wrong with Christopher Dennis. And I suppose for to see whether for us ever to probably start a family again, if that can happen for us. You know, because it was not known what was wrong with Christopher Dennis? We needed this postmortem, you know. So, well, even we had him on the twenty second of January. We didn't get our baby back until the fifth of March. So you would have gone home on the on the flight with the the hen nights. Gone home on that flight again, yeah. And how did Christopher Dennis come home? Christopher Dennis came home, unfortunately, in a little box delivered by TNT. So, you know, when you have your baby and you're bringing them home from the hospital and there's all the balloons and everything in the house, no, there was none of that. This is the, this is the, the, I don't know, the most worst pain that you could ever feel in your life. You know, that everybody, myself and my husband only got to see our baby. The grandparents never got to see our baby. They, we have lovely photographs and everything of our baby, but that's all we have. Now, I mean, I still have my baby at home. He's here with us. He comes to bed with his mummy and daddy every night, you know. And But that's how he comes home. You know, people don't realise that your baby is coming home in a box. 
and you're waiting for that delivery. I mean, your next door neighbour probably had a delivery on the same day, but they probably got a box of shoes or something like that. We didn't. We got our baby, you know, and it's so, so hard, you know. This is something that, again, you would have listened to these stories when we talked about them, however, 18 months ago, um, yeah. and not realising this was going to be you. And, oh, yeah. and you would have seen, Rebecca, that, that the debate is taken up by people who have very strong views on either side. Yeah. Um, and that, in many ways, has polarised this debate to make it about just the issue, one issue, abortion, full stop. Yeah, yeah. What do you want those in power here, those in government, to do to help people like you and your husband who find themselves in that situation? I want the government basically to take on the fight that we had to do alone as a couple. To take on that fight and, you know, stand up for the people that's actually, that actually has to travel. Stand up for them and say, no, we will do this. Unfortunately, traumatic um tram uh, that you have to go through and face alone. Stand up for those people and actually bring it into power that they can have determination here. They can have, like, I mean, the people that's going over for these procedures, they're not going over willy-nilly just going over to have this. They have to do it because it's for medical reasons. You know, so let the government make a stand and fight for those people and say, yeah, we will actually help them and we'll help them in their own country. Not that they have to get on these flights with people that's going on hen's parties and everything else. You know, stand up for them. It's a complicated area of the law. Um, they'll say you might need a constitutional change or whatever. It's a ridiculous. It's ridiculous, basically ridiculous. And even I mean, I had politicians knocking at my door and, you know asking what would they like to do. And once you mention anything about telling them that we had the fatal fetal abnormality, they ran a mile. They they still won't stand up. I mean, they're knocking at your door for your election, for you to give them your vote. How can you vote for people that won't, won't stand up for you? You know, why should you vote for people that won't stand up for you? There could there be simpler things that could be done without this major change that this country seems to have a hang up on? Could there be simpler things done in hospitals to help you? Because again, you went in looking for your 20 week scan and, and you know. Yes, it could be simpler things. I mean, I don't know whether you, when we went in for the scan, then the same when we were brought back in for the post mortem, you know, for to go through the, the results with the post mortem, you're brought back in and, you know, the uh, nurses can you know, read it out to you and give you the details of what was wrong and whatever. But, I mean, you're brought back into that same room where you've been scant. You're brought back into that bad news room. And that bad news room is in a room with probably 30 couples in there going in for their scan. So you've just had this procedure done and you still have to go in and look at other women going in for to have their scans done. And and you know there's nothing wrong with them, but you know there's something wrong with you. You know, that's lovely for them, but I think there should be even just a separate room. Just put aside somewhere else where you're not going up past the maternity ward and past people who's just had their babies and going into the other spectrum of that you're going into the room where you've been given that bad news Hmm. in a room with a lot of people that's going in for their their scans. Rebecca, you said Christopher Dennis was a much-loved child, a much-longed-for yeah. child, um, and, and this obviously is a terrible setback for you and your yeah. husband. Will you have more children, do you know? 
I don't know. At the moment, we're still waiting on genetics because the ruling in England was that they couldn't come to an actual conclusion of what was wrong with our babies. So basically where we stand now is that um, there's a European website that we're waiting on genetics now. Christopher Dennis Cody's um, information has gone up on this website and basically we're waiting on doctors in all over the world, I suppose, to have a look at his causes and see whether or not you know, we have a chance of having another baby. Now, I mean, I have a perfectly healthy little boy here who's three and a half, Luke. He's at home with us, so we are blessed with one baby at the moment. And I know a lot of other people didn't get that, haven't had that chance, you know. But hopefully, hopefully we can go again, you know. Just, just And I just wanted to say one thing as well, that please. like Christopher Dennis, I mean, He's a part of our life every day. He's here with us every day and we have little photographs and everything. And, you know, so it, at least we're not going to a grave. You know, I'm not going, I have him at home with us now and that's where he's going to stay. You know. Yeah, he's a very unique little boy. And I he think is. that that's something that you can cherish, if nothing else. Um, yeah. Can I just ask, just to finish up, because the, yeah. man, the man with responsibility ultimately for this is the Taoiseach and Kenny. Yeah. What's your message to him? Stand up for the people. Just stand up for them. I mean, you're not going to open any floodgates if you put the ground laws down. Just put them down that whatever medical reasons. I mean, just, you know, put the grounds down that those people in need having to travel on those horrible 6 a.m. flights in the morning to get to Liverpool, just stand up for those those people. You know, don't send them out of the country. You know, we live here. We shouldn't have to go to another country for this. It's, it's, we just shouldn't have to stand up for those people that's what I say Rebecca Cody uh, thank you for your honesty our, our sympathies on the passing of Christopher Dennis and um, we can only wish you the very best of luck in the future and thank you for talking to us thanks very much